Blog Talk Radio. To our next guest on board here, and this is a lady that I have been really wanting to talk to for a while because she has a, a new book that is so helpful for everybody. Her name is Dr. Virgie Bright Ellington, uh, MD, and she is an internal medicine physician and a medical billing expert. What a great combination. She's also a dedicated patient advocate. She's been uh, practicing for more than 20 years in primary care and psychiatric settings and as a health insurance executive. And in addition to medicine, she now helps patients understand the often complex medical procedures and help patients to communicate effectively with their health care providers, and and also, the the really main thing, avoid financial catastrophe from those huge, monstrous medical bills. So, Dr. Ellington, thank you so much for joining me, and thank you for your new book, which is titled Crush Medical Debt. So, thank you for being here. You know what, thank you for having me. I've been looking forward to talking with you. Okay, so let's just jump right in here. Uh, in, like I said, in addition to being a, an internal medicine physician, you have the real unique uh, flip side of, uh, I should say additive, of what you do. You are an expert in medical billing, and you have a heart for helping patients. So what a good combination that you have here. And um, so, okay, so just tell us, how did this Crush Medical Debt book come about for you? So, you know what, uh, Janice, I have to tell you, it uh, it snuck up on me. I thought I, you know, uh, when we're young, right, we think we know it all, right? We have all the answers. So I've been a, an, a board-certified internal medicine physician for more than 20 years. I've been a health insurance executive for you know, 10 years. And so I thought I knew the whole United States healthcare system all the way around, 360 degrees. But it wasn't until I became a patient that I figured out, oh my gosh, there's these things going on that I had no idea. So I had admitted to the hospital and my hospital roommate was telling me that she had been in the hospital the year prior and she was nervous about this hospital stay because of the last hospital stay before she left her day of discharge a billing representative, uh, billing department representative from the hospital came to her room and said, you have to sign this financial agreement saying that you will pay the balance of whatever your insurance doesn't pay. You're going to pay what the bill is when we send it to you, and you're going to sign this before you leave. Now, this was a young mom. I would say late 20s, early 30s, uh, her um husband worked at a 24-hour diner. She did not work outside the home because they have two toddler children who, you know, aren't able to go to school yet, so she couldn't work outside the home yet. So I knew that what she had done was literally sign away her family's financial future. They're, they're going to be in debt for a lifetime and or worse, or have to declare bankruptcy. And so Janice, when she told me this, she tells me this story I swear, the curtain dropped, I saw red, I was just enraged. And then I thought, you know what, Virgie, don't get angry, get to getting, do something. And that's how Crush Medical Debt was born. 
Well, I know this book is obviously, for, uh, the minute that people hear the title, it's, it's very self-explanatory. I know people of all walks of life uh, have purchased this book. So what kind of feedback are you receiving? You know what? I'm stunned and um, I have to say humbled and honored that I'm able to share this information with folks. They're just saying, you know, I had no idea. And some have even said, you know, you've already saved me, you know, hundreds to, you know, a few thousand dollars. And so I, I have to say the feedback I've gotten is just absolutely phenomenal. And, you know, it, it's why I do what I do because I know that 80 to 90 percent of all U.S. medical bills have mistakes, and if you can guess, Janet, they're not going to be in the favor of the patient. They're going to be in the favor of the provider and or the insurance company, and so it's obviously needed. Now, um, there was just so much information and so many great topics within the book, Crush Medical Debt, again, but you write that there is a better way to get rid of your medical debt beyond bankruptcy, so without giving away too much before they get the book. Can you sum up how can that be done? Yeah, so there are three steps, Janice, and I I tell folks, you know, I tell people all the time, there's only one right way to pay a medical bill, and that involves three steps. Step one is to pick up the phone. The first step is just a phone call. Pick up the phone and call the billing office or patient accounts department of the hospital or medical care facility and ask for a real bill, which is an itemized bill with CPT codes. CPT stands for a long name that even people who are working in the industry for years can't remember the name of it. Actually, it stands for current procedural terminology, which is why we don't use the term. CPT codes. And actually, I was talking to a radio host uh, a couple of months ago, and he says, you know, CPT codes, that should stand for can't pay this. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good <laughs> right? right? So CPT codes, Janice, are just like barcodes for products when you go into a store. You go into a store, every product that's sold has a barcode. You grab it, you grab the product, you run it through the scanner, and it tells you a brief description of the product and the price that the retailer is charging for it. Same exact thing with CPT codes. You have a CPT code, basically a barcode for every single medical service that's provided in the United States, every test, every operation, every type of office visit, ER visit, or operation, anything you can imagine, everything has a CPT code. And that's what the providers use. They use that code to figure out what they're going to charge for that service and payers, meaning insurance companies, private and government, public insurance companies use CPT codes to figure out how much they're going to pay for each service. So that's step one. Step two, once you get a real bill, I call it an, an accurate bill. An accurate bill is an itemized bill. An itemized bill is a bill with CPT codes. So once you get a bill in your hands that has CPT codes, which are five digits, usually uh, five digits numeral codes. At the top, you'll see something that's CPT, and underneath, um, you'll see a list of services that hopefully, with step two, sounds like the services that you received. And you're going to Google each of those CPT codes. 
once you Google those CPT codes, you're going to pull up that description and make sure it sounds like the services you received. Make sure you're not getting double billed or, you know, I went in for, you know, a hysterectomy and, and you know, they billed me for, you know, tying my tooth plus a hysterectomy. You know, just weird. Just make sure it just sounds yeah. accurate, right? And then while you're Googling, you're also going to take those CPT codes and Google what Medicare pays for those services. Now, Medicare is what the government pays for their medical services. I call that just the 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 non-retail marked up price for medical services. So on average, I would say retail price, I call it the MRSP, um, Manufacturer Retail Sticker Price, for medical services, Janice, is 300 to 500% marked up above Medicare. So I say, look, you know, start at Medicare. You want to see what Medicare CMS, uh, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, the government pays for the services that you were billed. And I tell folks, you know, if it's good enough for the U.S. government, it's good enough for me. Now, there are some people that do this work that, meaning that help people who are struggling with medical bills and say, eh, you know, start with two times Medicare because the argument pushback that you'll often get from the facilities, the medical facilities and hospitals, is that, well, if everybody paid the Medicare rate, we wouldn't be able to stay in business. Um, I'm not so sure about that, and not my problem. It's not our problem. We want to pay a fair price for the services we received. So that's step two. You got the CPT codes, you've Googled them, and how much uh, Medicare pays for those services. Step three. Once you've taken uh, a sum of put together the Medicare rates for each of those services you received on that bill, you're going to call back the billing department and their patient accounts department and say, look, in my research, in my case, I realized, I figured out in my research that the fair price, what Medicare pays for this service, these services is, let's just say, um, you know, $1,000. And you know what? I can't pay it all at once, but can I pay a payment plan of $100 a month until it's paid off interest-free? So you're going to call them back and ask for an interest-free payment plan that's in your budget. And this is an important point, Janice. It has to be within your budget. So you might have uh, let's say after you do your three steps of the only right way to pay a bill and you realize, okay, great, I got the bill down from fifteen or 20000 down to 5000 you know, the, what Medicare would have paid for these services. And let's say, you know what, I can't afford any more than $100 a month until this is paid off. You're going to likely get pushback, and it's their job, from the representatives with the billing department, and they're going to say, you know what, it's going to take us a long time to get paid, and you know, can you do 250, you know, 350, 250, and if you can't, then the answer is no. Stick to your budget because they will accept it. You know, it, you know I, I say never hate a hustler, right? You know, it's their job. You know, don't hate the, <laughs> go, don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah. It's their job to get you to pay more, right, and faster. 
but stick to your budget. And the reason why they're going to agree to that, Janice, is because how does it go? A little bit of something is better than all of nothing. And they know it's cheaper to agree to a payment plan instead of having to chase you, you know, and theoretically, you know, possibly get, you know, a fraction or none of what, uh, of what they're owed. So those are the three steps of the only one right way to pay a medical bill. Please, everyone, if you can apply these three steps to every bill you get, this is going to save you literally thousands and for some people, tens and tens of thousands of dollars over your lifetime. And I want to make note that a lot, the information, that's, most of it that you just uh, shared with us, so beautifully. It's available on your book's website, crushmedicaldebt.com, and there is, uh, you have pull-down tabs, uh, medical bill paying is one tab, uh, Crush Medical Debt Financial a Wellness Program, just a, a wealth of information on, again, the book's website, and that is crushmedicaldebt.com. So, okay, go, I want to go back here. Um, you were you noted that sometimes there's certain procedures and such can be marked up as high as three hundred percent. Oh my marked goodness, five hundred percent. Five hundred percent. So yeah, three to five hundred percent on average is the full retail sticker price, is what I call it. Yeah, that is sticker shock at its worst. Um, but 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 Dr. Fruji, as we all know, most people, consumer people, me, whomever, are intimidated by the healthcare system, the medical system, and they'll go, oh, well, I'm just little Susie Homemaker who works at a diner. How can I negotiate and talk to the big, you know, the big pharmaceutical, or not, well, not pharmaceutical, but the medical industry, the hospital? Right. So, so what, does this always work, or, or what, those three steps and other information for just regular people? I have to thank you so much, Janice, for asking that question because that's the number one concern I had when I started Crush Medical Debt. When Crush Medical Debt was born, I thought about my little, you know, late 20, you know, 30-year-old, you know, hospital roommate who, frankly, I think probably at best graduated from high school, had a high school graduation, and the book was written simply for that reason. And I give people the analogy of taking your car to a mechanic. Your car is sick. Your car has problems. You don't have to be a mechanic and know fancy car part language and how the car works and the engines work and all that kind of stuff to be able to figure out a, a car repair bill that you can afford. Same thing with medical bills. You don't have to know fancy uh, anatomy words and fancy medical terms to be able to figure out what you can afford. Number one, what's fair, and number two, what you can afford, and stick to it. Same thing. Just think about if I can buy a car, if I can uh, negotiate a car, uh, when I purchase a car, new or used, right? We know that we expect to negotiate. Same exact thing with medical bills. You don't need to know fancy words. That's why I said run the CPT codes and step, first you get the bill with CPT codes, step one. Step two, you run them into Google. You ask Dr. Google mm -hmm. <laughs> what the, the codes mean. Um, and they, like, the, I find the more specific the description,
description, sometimes they get really long, you can figure out, oh, that sounds like what I had. That sounds like the service I had. You don't need to know more than that. Just like when you go to the car mechanic, they say, you know what, you need a new carburetor. You have no freaking idea what a carburetor is, but you know what, they'll tell you, okay, I can get you a new one for such and such price, or I can get you one from a, um, a used one, like, you know, often they source it from a junkyard kind of thing for such and such price. And you'll be like, you know what? I kind of like that used price. That's my that's my money right there. That's me. Yeah. Same thing. Okay, so for people who are fortunate enough to have private health care insurance, are there advocates at the various big insurance companies that can help the the um, customers with these type of information, or help walk them through it, or, or what? How does that work? You know what? That is a, a thank you for asking me a question. You know, no one's asked me that question before, but you'd be surprised. The folks on the front line and the insurance companies actually do want to help, and they can help make sure that the bill that you got is the right bill. Meaning, providers only send insurance companies real bills, accurate bills, meaning itemized bills, itemized bills with. CPT codes. Unfortunately, I have to say nine times out of ten, uh, providers from large um, hospital systems will send their patients bills that don't have any CPT codes and they'll just have like general descriptions like, you know, pharmacy or um, uh, respiratory therapy. And it's like, you know, the analogy I use, Janice, is like going to a grocery store. What if you went to a grocery store and you came out with the receipt that said uh, dairy, produce? Right. Yeah, no, <laughs> right? Right. So there is no way, there is no insurance company on earth that will accept a bill that doesn't have, that's not real, that's not accurate, and that's a bill with CPT codes. And so if you're struggling with comparing notes, you're going to call your insurance company and say, hey, can you send me or can you go over the EOB, explanation of benefits, meaning what the provider built, sent to them a claim or a fancy name for bill, and so you can compare notes. And they'll explain to you, okay, this is what we sent and this is what we've agreed, what we paid or not paid, and you can go from there. I'll tell you, Dr. Virgie, I am just amazed at all of the different acronyms that are involved in the medical. <laughs> Lots of alphabets. <laughs> it's a whole different language. You just language. have to remember three. Just remember, can't pay this. You're not going to pay this first price. You're not going to pay the first bill because it's usually not a real bill. It usually doesn't have CPT codes. Can't pay this code. If it doesn't have CPT codes, you can't pay it. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> EOB, that's a new one for me now. EOB, explanation of benefits, meaning explanation of what was paid versus not paid according to the benefits you have with your insurance company. Okay. Well, let's just say I am the patient customer person, and my big insurance company is uh, I can help you insurance company. So when yes. you call up your insurance company, and you need this type of help, what department do you ask the operator for uh, patient uh, advocacy or, or just what department usually do you ask for? The simplest thing is actually just calling the number on the back of your card. You take your insurance card, look in the back, and they usually have two numbers. One is for providers and you know, like for um, 
like a predetermination or pre, you know, certification kind of thing. But the other number uh, is usually a 1-800 number. They'll say, you know, patients call or for questions call. That's the number that you're going to call. And it, it's, they're all self-explanatory, you know, from there. You know, you get into some kind of, um, what do you call it, uh, you know, numbers. I'm looking for the word, Janice. Um, uh, you know, press one if you want, oh, yeah. you know, the, yeah. you know what I'm trying to prompts. say. Oh, the, the dreaded prompts. Oh. Yes, there you go, the yeah. prompts. Uh, but the, every insurance card that you get, when they send, when the insurance companies send them out to patients, they know that patients may have questions and they have an algorithm and they have them start with that number on the back of the card for patients to call. I also want to go back and revisit uh, again about this payment plan situation. Uh, again, it's all laid out in uh, Dr. Verge's new book, Crush Medical Debt. There's a website, crushmedicaldebt.com. Really want to zoom in on this. Now, you mentioned that once you get the CPT codes and get all of that laid out, that it's important to set up an interest-free payment plan. Talk about that. Again, you know, I have to tell you, Janice, I'm really, really appreciating the questions you're asking because they're really getting to the core of what I'm trying to get the American public to be very clear about. And that is that when you get a bill, you want to apply the three steps because there is exploding in the industry now, something called like medical credit cards or medical cards, where they'll say, well, it's zero interest, it's interest free yeah. for the first two years, that kind of thing. And, you know, the hospitals and medical systems are getting in on the game and they're coming up with their own cards saying, oh, here's your bill. We can set you up for a free, free, interest free, free, low payment plan, just, you know, such and such and such for five years you know, 30, you know, however, you know, many months, you know, 60 months, and people freak out when they think, oh, my gosh, it's going to take me five, seven, ten years to pay it off. So what? Make sure it's in your budget. But the reason why I say you have to apply the three steps is because when you set up a payment plan, number one, with the facility, it doesn't show up on your credit report. That's the first thing. The second thing is, when you agree right away to say, okay, yes, I will pay this over, you know, I can afford to pay this bill over, you know, 10 months, 50 months, 60 months, or, you know, you get a credit card, a medical credit card, and, you know, you can pay it right away. Well, you're paying that MRSP, right? You're paying that manufacturer retail sticker price. You haven't applied the first two steps. You have not checked to see what the real price is, you're overpaying automatically. And gosh, you know, forbid that you uh, miss a payment um, or don't pay it off within that two-year period, then it's like, uh, you, you, you know, just I don't know what the interest rates are, but they're no longer interest-free, and they can, you know, the interest rates can be significant. And you also know that setting up these, again, I'm really emphasizing interest-free payment plan regardless of your credit score, correct? 
Yes, they're, they're agnostic. They don't know what your credit score is when you call the hospital directly. You just want to make sure, though, that you can afford that payment plan. That's why you have to stick to your budget. Figure out what you can afford before you pick up that phone. It doesn't matter if the bill is 10000 20000 If you can only afford uh, 100 a month, that you know that you won't miss a payment, because if you do miss a payment, they will send you to collections pretty quickly. Um, you make sure that it's within your budget for that reason because it does not get reported to any credit agency. That is wonderful to hear. Oh my goodness, that is wonderful to hear. So, okay, um, I could just talk to you all day, but <laughs> I know you've got patients and everybody else on the media to talk to. So, okay, Dr. Virgie, um, what happens, what should people do if Private insurance companies, Medicaid or Medicare, will not cover the medical cost. Then what? Well, there's, so there's good news. If you have Medicaid, if the provider accepts Medicaid, then you're covered. There's, they don't balance bill is called. Um, when an in-network provider, meaning they take your insurance, they're agreeing to pay to accept for full payment, payment in full for whatever that insurance uh, plan gives them for payment. So let's say that you have Medicaid and the bill is you know a hundred dollars, just to keep the math simple, and uh, Medicaid only pays ten dollars for that service. Well, there is zero <laughs> providers who accept Medicaid that's going to balance bill or come after the patient for the difference between their retail price and what they agree to pay as being a member in network with your insurance. So Medicaid, you're golden. If you, you, just people don't get, they don't, uh, providers know better than to pull that trick. They're not going to balance bill people with Medicaid insurance. Um, however, yeah, uh, commercial insurance, that is a big, big game that, Unfortunately, many providers uh, play because they win. They know that 99% of the American public doesn't know their rights and that they're not supposed to be balance billed. If you have an in-network provider and you go to that provider for a, a um, service, uh, and the provider said, I'm sorry, the, your insurance plan says, okay, yes, we will cover this uh, service. We believe it's medically necessary, and it was performed. Let's say they pay them, you know, $10, even though the, the bill to, from the provider to the insurance, their usual price is 100 Balance billing, coming after you for the difference, the balance, meaning that $90, is breach of contract. 99% of us in this country don't know that. And why do they do it? Why do they try? Because it works. Because 99% of us don't know. Right. Yes. Of course. Okay, two last questions here. Okay, so all of the, the, the information that you've outlined in your book as well as during our conversation here, this, these procedures and, and, and techniques and methods, this can also work even for the latest crisis, medical crisis we have with COVID-19 and other pandemic-related causes. It, this works for that, too, I'm taking it. Absolutely. Okay. Every single medical bill you get for the rest of your life, please, please, please 
Remember, the only run right way to pay a medical bill is the three steps. Apply it to every single bill to make sure you don't overpay and you don't blow your budget and, and you know, God forbid, your financial future. Are there patient advocacy organizations that people can use if they just just feel so intimidated, I mean, that are free for people to use? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, you know what, I, I just have to tell you, Janice, you're just asking these questions that I just like I've been trying so hard to get folks to hear and, and so thank you for that. But that is huge. So there are for profit businesses that are patient advocate businesses and you know, that's fine. Usually they charge ten percent of what they save you. But with these tools that I'm giving you, you know, the three steps only run right way to pay a medical bill, you won't hopefully need, unless you have like a long history of, you know, chronic illness with a lot of hospitalizations and, you know, they get us more at our most vulnerable, right? We're sick, we're tired, we're not feeling well, we're ill. Um, you know, it, then it can be overwhelming and you want to get some help. I call it, you know, what to do when, you know, we're teaching folks how to crush medical debt and, you know, I tell people, okay, what do you do when medical bills are crushing you? So, yes, there is these patient advocacy businesses and firms and practices that will help, uh, but usually 10% of what they save you. However, there is a nonprofit organization called Patient Advocates Foundation that will help you for free. They will go through your bills and take you basically go through the steps that we go through that we're now you're going to go through with every bill, the three steps of the one right way to pay a medical bill. They basically go through those steps with you. Now, the thing is they can't like represent you in court or something if you get sent to collections or something like that. But the point is they will go through your bills with you and it's a free service. It's a nonprofit organization and the website address is patientadvocate, all lowercase, dot org. Wow. We're going to definitely bring that information throughout the rest of the show, next week, next show. Anybody who needs it, if you don't have a pen and paper, you can email me, info at filmfestivalradio.com, and I'll be more than happy to share that. Um, I, I saw another note here that you have indicated in your book that the number one cause of bankruptcy in America is medical debt. Really? Yes. Isn't that horrific? The number one cause of medical, uh, sorry, the number one cause of debt and stress Mm -hmm. in this country is medical bills. It's just outrageous. And it doesn't have to be that way. It it shouldn't be that way, and it doesn't have to be that way. But in this country, we've been kind of lulled into thinking that, well, it is this way. It's just the system. It's just the way it is. And or, like we talked about before, you know, it's just too complicated to figure out how to make sure I'm not getting overcharged in my medical bills. And people don't know that they are getting overcharged. 80 to 90% of the time they are getting overcharged in their medical bills. So, yeah, it's, it's a really unfortunate statistic. But, you know, with your health, Janice, we're getting the word out there and, you know, we're, we're working towards making sure that one day it's not that way. Dr. Virgie, do you... This will be my last question here. Do you ever foresee America having, you know, the, the insurance, the health insurance the way a lot of European countries have where it's free? Do you ever foresee that? 
I'll tell you why. Not in our lifetime, and I'll explain why. So briefly, so Medicare and Medicaid started in, I want to say, 65 with Lyndon B. Johnson, President Lyndon Johnson. And at that time, he got a lot of pushback uh, and saying, you know, it's kind of it's socialism, it's communism, that kind of thing. But he had the political capital to be able to push it through. It took another 50 years for the system to change uh, for public I'm not public, um, private commercial insurance companies, and that's what's with the Affordable Care Act, or ACA, or what some people call Obamacare. So it's going to be another 50 years before, you think about all the pushback that happened then, and, there, you, know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's been 10 years, and there's still some movement. Some will try to overturn an, a piece of the act of the federal law of the Affordable Care Act. So it's going to be another 50 years, I think, before we get anywhere close to having some kind of basic Medicare for all who want it, for specifically uh, for our veterans. I'm just, I, during this process, I found out that our veterans do not have lifetime access, ready access to medical care. I was stunned when I found this out, and they have medical debt. And I, I just, that's just outrageous, and that shouldn't be that way. And that's the only political uh, kind of, um, uh, you know, soapbox I get on saying that is a, that is a, 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 not just a crime, it's a sin, that we don't take care of those who take care of us. So um, I think that what would happen before, uh, for the rest of us, I'm hoping that we'll get Medicare for all veterans who want it. I did not know that either. I I thought they were medically veterans were medically covered for a lifetime. You would think, right? Yeah. It's outrageous. It, I've just stunned oh. and just it's enraging. Oh yes. my goodness, that is so sad and it's also very aggravating. And I don't even want to get started. I'm with you on that soapbox. I did not know that. Oh goodness. Well, Dr. Virgie. Again, the website is crushmedicaldebt.com, and the book is Crush Medical Debt. And we just gave just like a down payment, no pun intended, <laughs> uh, of information about what is inside of this very valuable book. And so, I mean, do you have a podcast or are planning on one? To oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. You know what? Janice, I think that, you know, I must have, my husband must have paid you to, like, spy on me and remember to promote this, remember to promote that. That's so kind of you to ask. Actually, I do. I have a radio show on Voice America that airs on Thursdays at uh, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, called Ask a Doctor. What your doctor wants you to know with Dr. Virgie. And we talk regularly about how to crush medical debt and how to protect yourself from the number one cause of debt and bankruptcy in the United States. Great. So people can just tune in and listen. Uh, I'm sure. Do you t accept call-ins or what? Uh, not now. Uh, we will eventually. I've been asked to, <laughs> to start, but now we're not taking call-ins. Uh, we do take email questions, however, now. Okay. And so that's a, a start. If you want to go to voiceamerica.com, you can email me questions there. Great, great. Wow. Dr. Virgie, I have just enjoyed talking to you. What are the reasons that this topic is so dear to me is because 
when my mom was still alive, and she passed away, unfortunately, in 2017, but and she was a person who was not very sick, believe it or not. She, she lived to be in her mid-80s, and she was not very sick. She really took care of, care of herself. She died from a, an accident, a, a head injury. But Oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, it was, you can only imagine. But prior to that, um, whenever she would just go for her regular, just regular checkups and things, I was, I was like a little miniature bulldog or something. I was just there asking questions in a nice way, very nice way, but just taking, being proactive and, and just, and there were other people, senior citizen people there, like sitting in the lobby and bless their hearts, they didn't understand how to, you know how it is when you, you're signing out trying to figure out this is all a computer, is this and that, and I would just go sometimes from person to person to person and, and they were like, ma'am, can you help me fill this out? And I just kind of became a little mini advocate in uh, my heart, just wanted to help people. So this is your book, Crush Medical Debt. I mean, just the overall topic of how you have a heart to help people is just a godsend. And I just thank you, and God bless you for the work you're doing. Oh, gosh, Janice, thank you. I, I appreciate it. You're very kind. And you know what? You gave a great example of what our goal is with Crush Medical Debt. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a community in the next several months of folks that have gone through the Crush Medical Debt 50-minute video training that you can find at CrushMedicalDebt.com and be able to help each other out, yeah. you know, say, hey, you know what, I'm really good at this and I, you know, I've, I successfully called, you know, for a real bill with CPT codes for the first time. You know, well, how do I do step three? Has anybody out there done, you know, gotten to step three and what was, I'm really scared to negotiate, you know, you know, how did it go for you, and how did you do it? So, you know what? You're leading the pack. You're booking ahead, Janice. You know, I keep telling you, I think that my, my husband found you and, and just told you all these things that, you know, he wants you to get out there. This is awesome. That's exactly what we're hoping to do is to have a community of folks in the United States that now know how to protect themselves from the number one cause of debt and bankruptcy, and to help each other out to protect them, too. Oh, my goodness. It is so needed. It is so very needed. And I listen to the listeners, even when I'm, of course, off the radio, I listen to what people in the real community world out here are saying and what they're complaining about. Um, you know, I, I listen. I have an ear for what they're saying because I'm one of them, too. I just have this real dogged, like, no, I'm not going to – Press prompt 13 over and over again. I want to talk to a live human being, <laughs> you know. And I Thank you. Press zero. <laughs> Keep pressing zero. No matter what they tell you, yeah. press zero. Press You'll probably likely get to a real human. Yeah. Exactly. And it does work, and a lot of times it does work. But, <laughs> but if you, you know, you have, uh, you know how to reach me, please let me know when you guys, uh, you and your staff, launched this um, community of people who have used uh, the information in your book, because I would love to share that with our listeners as well. Will do. I'll be happy to. Thank you for asking, Janice. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you again for chatting, for sharing, and writing this much-needed book. And I look forward to continuing to stay in touch with the work that you're doing and sharing it with our listeners. 
please do, Janice. You know, I'd love talking with you. You're a lot of fun to talk with. You know, we have a mutual friend, and she told me, you know what, you're really going to enjoy talking to her. It's like, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. Thank you yes. so much, Janice, for yes. having me. Our mutual friend, uh, she's, she and I have been friends for years. We once traveled to Switzerland together to a big, big Oh, event. my gosh. Yeah, yeah, she's just a sweetheart, and I thank she her is. so much. I'm going to text her as soon as we get off this call. But anyway, I look forward to staying in touch with you, and just have a wonderful rest of the weekend. You have an awesome one, Janice. Now that you have my contact info, you know how to reach me. Yes. For instance, if you know someone with a bill that you think is just outrageous or they think is outrageous, uh-huh. you know, now you have an in, you know, I can just, you know, quickly go over with you how to apply the three steps and, you know, what other things to look for. And, um, you know, I'll be happy to help. Let okay. me know. Reach I, out. I definitely Let's Keep will. in touch. Yes. All right. Thank definitely. you so much. It's been wonderful talking with you. Oh, yes. Same here. I love talking to smart people. <laughs> I really you do. know what? I'm going to tell my husband you said that. Please, Somebody said I was smart. You are, because it's true. <laughs> and you've got the receipts to prove it. There you go. I've got receipts. Got receipts. <laughs> okay. Well, I will look forward to chatting with you hopefully in a few weeks or so from now about the next project. Looking forward to it. Thank you again, Janice. You have an awesome one. Take good care. Okay, I shall. You too then. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Ciao. Okay. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.